Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez filling in for Jason Hammer. Go to the hotline and bring on Kevin Bowen from 107.5. The fan, the Colts win. Saturday evening, 30-13 to 13 over uh, the uh, pathetic Pittsburgh Steelers. How much of this was a function of the Colts playing awesome versus a function of the Steelers being awful? <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure a little bit of a combination of both there, Nigel. Uh, yeah, I thought a couple of things to that. I mean, I thought it was Gardner Minshew's best game of the season. Okay, um, and you know, he I thought he's accurate. He was on, uh, you know, took some shots down the field, uh, extended some plays. Didn't really have any turnover kind of worthy plays. I didn't think there was you know dropped interceptions or you know putting the Colts in situations where oh boy, you need the defense to kind of give you a break. Um, I said the other thing that kind of stood out is I thought your offensive line flipped the script from last week, and it didn't happen from the onset. You know, Gardner Minshew did get sacked on each of the first three drives. Yeah. But really, middle of the second quarter on, I thought you kind of bulldozed your way. And you broke their spirit. Um, you dominated on the ground in the second half amidst all the injuries that you had. You needed that offensive line to stabilize things and pave the way. And I thought they did that. So, down 13 nothing, you know, things could have teetered big time. That yeah. been, if you go back to the Cincinnati game, that had been 33 straight points scored against you. Uh, but the Colts uh, responded well and a uh, massive win for their playoff hopes. You know, back to a point you brought up, the injuries. What what can what update can you give us on Zach Moss or or Michael Pittman? Two two big blows that we took there during that game. Michael the hit on yeah. Michael Pittman looked horrible. The the diving catch uh with his neck snapping backwards. What what are they saying about him? And then Zach Moss missed what, a half a game and didn't really look uh to be too hurt. The backup running back came in there and did a phenomenal job, but but Zach's been running great. Yeah, so first bit of news on the Pittman hit, for those that care, DeMonte Casey, who had the hit on him, has been suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, he's a wow. repeat offender. Uh, the NFL announced that earlier today. Um, this is a guy that has been ejected from a game before. He's been fined five different times this season. So he's got a reputation for this. So um, I think it's honestly, yes, the hit was vicious, but I think it's a little bit more of repeat offender than anything. Uh, but it seems like, you know, a long-term absence for either has been avoided. I know they feel relatively optimistic about Moss um, and even Jonathan Taylor getting back this week. So we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. And Michael Pittman, uh, obviously every concussion is different, and you got to see how a guy responds in practice and get a little contact and whatnot. But um, he seemed to be in pretty good spirits after the game, which is just shocking to think that he got up and walked away from that hit and did in Carolina too earlier this year. So uh, extra day this week for Pittman to try and progress through that uh, five-step concussion protocol. But, again, considering, um, especially the Pittman, you know, the, the viciousness of that hit, it seems like a little bit of crisis uh, averted there. Any concern for you about the, the play of the special teams at all? Uh, really, maybe even talking about more specifically our, our, the highest-paid kicker in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's a fair question. You know, it's one I tossed Shane Sykes and play yesterday and asked him, you know, do you think it's more mental? Do you think it's more physical? And I bring up mental, for those unfamiliar, uh, two weeks ago, Matt Gay – uh, left the game at the end of the game in Nashville and hopped on a plane and went to Utah for the birth of his daughter. Um, so was in Utah and then you know came back. Didn't miss any practice time, but still, I mean, from a personal life standpoint, obviously 
you know, dealing with a lot there off the field. Um, you know, what was shocking to me in Cincinnati is I didn't think it was an overly windy day. But typically, you get those outdoor games in December, and, you know, you can kind of see some awkward kicking days. But, you know, Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker, kicked it pretty well. And then if you look on Saturday, that big miss from 56, it's a long distance, but, you know, that miss way left. Yeah. And then the one at the end, after missing three straight left, he had missed uh, that one off the right upright. So um, I think he's deserved benefit of the doubt or maybe earned it just based off. He only missed two kicks all of last season. He only missed two kicks the year before. Um, now this year, a, you know, some of his misses have been from long distance. Maybe it's not as reliable, automatic. As soon as you get to 55, 56, you feel good about it. Maybe that's where you're at right now. Um, but, you know, you did over- overcome your special teams unit because not, not just place kicking. Uh, you you certainly had some struggle there. Give me some oh, – we're speaking with uh, Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan. Give me some, some unsung heroes uh, from the Colts lineup that not a lot of people might be talking about but that are, are performing at a, at a high level. Yeah, probably three stand out from Sunday. Let's start with the running backs, Tyler Goodson and Trey Sermon. Um, for Goodson, it was his first NFL carry that he got and, and had a nice day in Trey Sermon. Um, those are two Big Ten running backs. Uh, Sermon is an Ohio State guy, transferred from Oklahoma. He actually had a 330-yard game in the Big Ten championship right here at Lucas Oil a couple years ago. Um, and then Goodson played at Iowa, and, and it had a really nice kind of three-year run there. So I think you know maybe Big Ten fans will have heard their names, but still, uh, you know, big you know big effort by both of them. I thought the O line was probably the key ingredient to the run game, but still, those two guys should be commended for that. And then DJ Montgomery, you know, his first member, you know, the first moment uh, when Michael Pittman exits is he drops that fourth and goal touchdown, and I, you know, you're thinking to yourself, oh boy, here you go. And yeah. then he came back and had a couple of big catches late in the first half, and um, you know he did have another drop, so it, it certainly wasn't perfect, but still to be thrown into that moment. Uh, he's not, you know, played a ton here as of late. Uh, that was very important for this offense to get something right before halftime, take that lead, and then they were in control the rest of the way. You know, I, I don't remember what the over or under was for Colts wins this year, but I know that sitting at eight and six, tied there with three teams in a division, is not what I expected, especially with Richardson being out and um, and Jonathan Taylor sitting out in a, a number of games. We look ahead; Trevor Lawrence is hurt, C.J. Stroud's hurt. This is sitting up pretty; it's shaping up nicely for us with some very winnable games coming up. You know, how, how do you see the season wrapping up? Do you see us maybe clinching the South, maybe even sneaking in a wild card spot? Yeah, the over-under was six and a half for wins coming into the season. So they've already easily wow. flipped that with, uh, with three to go. Um, and, you know, I, I was a guy that had them at seven. And, and, you know, people kind of look at me cross-eyed. I'm thinking, now, boy, this is looking <laughs> like a 10-win you know, football team, uh, which is crazy to say. But uh, last night, the Colts got a lot of help. For those that did not see it, Jacksonville lost to Baltimore. And Trevor Lawrence is now in concussion protocol. So his availability for this weekend is certainly in jeopardy. Uh, so the division right now, three teams tied to eight and six. Now Jacksonville does have the tiebreaker, uh, so that is something to note. Uh, shameless plug: I've got a story up on 1075thefan.com. It kind of breaks down tons and tons of playoff scenarios here over the final three weeks of the season. But basically, in simplest terms, it's this: the Colts have a playoff spot right now, and if they beat Houston in the final game of the season at Lucas Oil Stadium they in all likelihood will make the playoffs. You know, basically the next three games, they just increase a little bit more in significance. Sunday matters in Atlanta. Uh, Next Sunday against the Raiders at home matters a little bit more. But that last game against Houston is just monumental considering 
It's a team that's eight and six along with you right now. It's a division opponent. It's an AFC opponent. Um, so if they beat Houston, they should be in. If they lose that game, in all likelihood, they'd probably be out. You know, that Atlanta team's pretty bad, but do you look at it almost like a, a, a gotcha game where they're coming off a loss at Carolina and we're coming in to, you know, riding high I see him. Right I see them all as gotcha games <laughs> when we're talking about the Colts, you know yeah. what I mean? But that's a good question. But when you, when you look at Arthur Smith, it's like he doesn't run B.J. Robinson, he doesn't have Algier, Ritter might not be starting, uh, Pitts isn't playing well. That that team's in trouble. Drank London, all of them. They're, they're moving the wrong direction. We're, we're moving the right direction. It seems like it should be a win this Sunday. Yeah, you know, Vegas has got the Colts as a slight favorite right now, and it seems just like for the umpteenth in a row, I'm reading a story about the other team, and the headline is something to the effect of, head coach, quarterback, futures in jeopardy. Like, that's like been the story for like five of the last six (laughs) Colts teams. Uh, But again, it's one thing to have that on paper. It's another thing to take advantage of that. And and, and just look at Pittsburgh. They played New England and Arizona the two previous weeks, two double-digit loss teams, and they lost both those games at home. So, again, just because you have the gift in front of you doesn't mean it is a guarantee. But, yes, I would think that the Colts um, should be favored in this one, especially with the injury report seemingly looking a little bit better for them. And, obviously, major indecision right now coming off a terrible loss for the Falcons with not only the short term of who starts a quarterback on Sunday, but the long term of that franchise. Where can people find more of Kevin Bowen's work? Yeah, 1075thefan.com. Again, a lot of written coverage over there, some playoff scenarios, and then the morning show, The Wake Up Call, uh, is at 7 to 10 a.m. over on our sister station. Again, 93.5, 1075thefan. KB will um, maybe try to hook up at some point next week. I don't know what the schedule's going to look like with Christmas, but uh, if we don't talk to you, have a uh, have a great Christmas, and we'll get an update soon. Yeah, same to you guys and all your listeners. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.